0: Good idea. Doing a podcast episode about high-concept cartoon shows. Bad idea. Doing a podcast episode about high-concept cartoon shows. Stay tuned.
1: Good insert time of day, everybody. I'm Chris Leva, And I'm Mackenzie Worrell. And this is Writers Get Animated. And today we're talking about ideas and concepts for shows that are super far out of left field. Some that work, some that don't work, some that Chris doesn't know, some that I don't know um, and
0: don't want to know. <laughs> but um, Garfield's Pet Force? You don't want to know Garfield's Pet Force? <laughs> no one wants to know that. Go on. <laughs> but these ideas what makes
1: a crazy idea crazy good? And what makes a crazy idea crazy bad? Like where where does that happen? And where what's that tipping point? Because there is a tipping point. Oh, there certainly is. Where you get a and most of them have to do with space somehow. But, <laughs> but it's like where does the crazy idea go into my God? What have we done? <laughs> to uh, oh, kind of like the fly, you know where. Like the fly buzzes in the th- the idea and it seems like a good idea like the transporter is a great idea but then the fly gets in there and then you just have like a terrible, like, deformed jeff goldblum
0: is that metaphor saying that the little thing is what can mess up a crazy idea yeah okay
1: there's a mistake there's a mistake there's a there's we'll call it a, we'll call it the fly so what's the fly in the idea that flies into your transporter and deforms poor Jeff Goldblum.
0: I love that you're making this like a new metaphor and it's already uh, like an idiom that you say, like the flying the ointment. Like you're redefining this thing that already exists. You're coming to it in the moment. <laughs> uh, but first, we have some <laughs> priority little... unfinished business. Okay. Let's finish it. As always, thank you to Nigel Cotino, our engineer, Jacob Reed for the music.
1: And catch us on the web. <laughs> At WG Animated on Twitter, writersgetanimated.tumblr.com, and on Facebook, facebook.com slash WG Animated. We forgot to do our ending of our last episode.
0: And because we want to thank people who work on the show like you do, because we're paying them in our love and broadcast time, um, and taking Nigel's time with these thanks. I <laughs> want to let them know how much they're appreciated. So I'm not twice. forgetting to thank them.: Yes, this time. This time. Twice. If we forget the second time this time, we're in trouble..
1: <laughs> Remind me in 40 minutes to thank Nigel and Jacob for their work on the podcast. OK.
0: I hope this is a short one now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> me, me too. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a long, it's a,
0: I've, I've thrown the ball. So let's talk about uh, first some shows that we kind of named and we're coming up with a list of stuff.
1: Just weird ideas, weird concepts, things mm-hmm. that shouldn't necessarily work or may not work. It's these crazy ideas.
0: We both kind of talked about Raw tunage. What A Cartoon, like these anthology shows where creators get to try out ideas and have spawned a lot of stuff. Right. Like Cartoon Network, that's where all their shows originally came from with Powerpuff Girls and Dexter's Lab and Original Family Guy was on What A Cartoon on Cartoon Network.
1: <laughs> I don't know where that happened. They also had a Frederator for a while, which was um, a weekly thing where they would do some random ideas that, that people would try out. Mm. I did enjoy that. But sometimes they were just so far that like, I can't. So using it as a testing ground for these concepts to see if they would work and if they would fly, and if they did. If they would fly. Oh my gosh. It came back, somehow. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> hmm. Fly. <laughs> uh, so what are some other crazy shows? Um we we get things like um we talked about animaniacs before. Yeah, like how do you not, pitch something like animaniacs? Well the hard part about animaniacs is this is not just one idea that you're pitching. It's like <laughs> six different ideas that you're pitching. Because <laughs> if you look at animaniacs, you have the idea of the Warner Brothers and their sister Dot. Um old 30s cartoon stars who had really crazy shows and were locked away in the water tower and are now back from, you know, have, are now escaped and now taking over our current world. Which is kind of funny, but mm-hmm. weird. And um, you have Orson Welles as a mouse. Right. Pinky and the Brain, two mice trying to take over the world. You have Buttons and Mindy, a girl always in trouble and the dog who tries to save her. All the time. You have, um, oh gosh, Skippy Squirrel. Ugh. Slappy Squirrel. Aunt Slappy. Hmm. Um, and <laughs> Skippy, her, her nephew, um, which is not, not the best part of. No. And you have the good idea, bad idea segments, mm-hmm. um, which were funny. You have Elmira. No, not Elmira. Yeah. Elmira's Later on, you get Elmira because she owns Pinky and the Brain. But she was in a different short. Well, she was in Tiny Toons. Was she? Yeah, she was in Tiny Toons. Oh, and then, um, what what were their names? Um, Oh, the pigeons. The pigeons. Good feathers.
0: Yeah, pigeons. And then you get
1: um, Rita and Mutt. Uh, Rita and... Rita and... I think you said that one. Did I say that? No, no, no. The dog. No, Buttons and Mindy was different. Rita and Runt was um, Bernadette Peters as a cat doing <laughs> doing musicals like Les Miser <laughs> Animals and doing that. So you get Bernadette Peters singing I randomly. I about that. That's what I'm saying. It's like, what? So on its own, you can't have the Rita and Runt show, but as part of this other thing where, hey, we just throw all this other stuff together. Mm-hmm. Like Good Feathers cannot last on its own show. No. That's like giving
0: the penguins from Madagascar their own show. I mean, who would do that? Or their own movie. Oh, God. Jack liked it so much. <laughs> I fell
1: asleep. <laughs> I, I laughed four times, legitimately good, like good-hearted laughs. I mean, like, it depends. When
0: laughs. you fell asleep, that might be a really good judge of that movie. Maybe you laughed four times in two minutes, and
1: then you fell asleep. <laughs> I don't know. I, I showed Rochelle the opening. There was there was a really good good gag in the opening in five minutes but (laughs) you can't give those characters their own shows. Mm -hmm. So you put them together and up against each other you end up with a lovely diamond where these are all just next to each other and shining off of each other Um, as their own concepts. They they can't stand on their own, I don't believe. I was
0: trying to think how a diamond shines off of itself. I don't know.
1: (laughs) I was seeing it in a little box with a light and then shining. Why did you have to break apart my metaphors? So, there, so a fly was in my metaphor, okay?
0: I didn't mean yeah. to fly my metaphor. <laughs> that's like such a meta statement, that's it. There's a fly in the metaphor. <laughs> what does that mean? Anything you want. <laughs> My poor Jeff Goldblum. Oh, I, I put down on this list, and we've discovered right before doing this, I, I put down Clone High, which turns out Chris has never heard of. I've never heard of this show. And maybe not many people have, but it's like a mid-2000s MTV show. Yeah, Please explain it, because it's I, It's exactly it's off the wall. It's um The concept is that they cloned all these famous dead people all at the same time. They started cloning them, and now they're old enough to be in high school. So it's about abraham lincoln and his best friends gandhi and joan of arc in high school and the rivals jfk and cleopatra it's exactly as offensive as you think um it's like a 10 or 13 episodes nothing gets resolved it is a type a cliffhanger
1: (laughs) well done bringing that
0: (laughs) apparently it's a straw drinking sound as i try to rewind i guess it's rewinding in my brain to i drink your milkshake that's off topic um, I milkshakes <laughs> So Clone High um, was a crazy show uh, we just talked about Freakazoid which <laughs> I forgot how crazy of a concept that was well not
1: only is it its own crazy concept but again you have other things like um, the Huntsman mm-hmm. which is part of it which has it's his own superhero with his own crazy thing um, uh, you have the Lord Bravery in there <laughs> Just You have just these random other ideas that can't sustain their own shows, and they just shoved it into Freakazoid for some reason.
0: Like you do. It's just, it's just bizarre. I'm going to say it's freaky. <laughs> I would not say that. So far, all these are things that we think are good, though, because we're talking about them.
1: Yeah, Animaniacs is really good. It is, it is. Um, Animaniacs, I believe, is on Amazon Prime. So Ooh. if you have Amazon Prime, Animaniacs it up. Jack does not like Animaniacs. We watched one episode. And He's too he, young. He could not handle it. He'll he, appreciate it later. He was just like, I, this is... No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> too much. Too much is happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> the things that are supposed to be hitting on your level are going way over your head. And the things that are over your head are, like, aiming super high now <laughs> <laughs> over your head. Um but let's yeah, what what makes these ideas crazy good ideas? And what what turns these ideas
0: into crazy bad. Into crazy bad. I think we should start with a show that is more flies in its ointment than stars in the sky. <laughs> Yogi's Space Race.
1: And I remember this show. Uh I, I I when we first talked about it, or we first brought it up because we we brought it up when we were doing a list of all the shows that we know or have heard of or had some experience with, and I was like Yogi's Space Race, and I had never heard of it. I started watching it, and I don't know if it was like PTSD or anything, <laughs> but stuff came back to me. I remembered this show. <laughs> Like the characters suddenly started sounding familiar and moments started sounding familiar and I was just like, I've seen this. I've experienced this. <laughs> and I had a small sense of panic <laughs> in, in watching this episode of, of Yogi's Space Race.
0: It's like, ah, oh, I've repressed this to maintain my love of cartoons. And, and it, it just
1: came back. So it, um, it premiered before I was born So I didn't watch it when it was on the air. So um, it was 1978 to 1979.
0: You know, the golden age of cartoons.
1: It was a 90-minute block of cartoons. And it, much like Animaniacs, um, was, in a sense, um, an amalgam of different shows and all these different shows were put together in a crossover show which was the space race so yogi's space race where you had yogi bear huckleberry hound cuz of course huckleberry hound i
0: love huckleberry
1: i love huckleberry hound like but and um jabberjaw and lots of new characters in these intergalactic races um so like you do. Kind of like Wacky Races, but in space, because it's the 70s now. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: we, right? are, we are now in a post-Star Trek era.
1: Star Wars, especially, because it was 78.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. It was capitalizing on space.
1: Yep.
0: Hey, turn the animation around quick.
1: Yeah, um, and it shows. Uh, <laughs> so you had the space race. You had Galaxy Goof-Ups, where you had Yogi Bear, Scare Bear, who I did not know existed, um, Huckleberry Hound, and Quack-Up who is a duck voiced by Mel Blanc, trying to do his best to not sound like Daffy Duck. Um, (laughs) As for intergalactic police officers, you have the Buford Files, where you have Buford, who's a bloodhound who solves mysteries um, with uh, a couple of teenagers, so he's like the low-budget Scooby-Doo, and he wears like a union Civil War hat because that's a bloodhound.
0: Could they not get like the rights to Scooby Doo for this? I don't know. are they all? They're all Hanna-Barbera. And then you have the Galloping Ghost, who you
1: have uh, Nugget Nose, who is a minor, uh, who is a um, guardian of these two women, Wendy and Rita, who are Laverne and Shirley-esque characters in some weird way. Um, and they work on um, the,
0: a dude ranch. And I realize that so far, we've already sold you on this show.
1: <laughs> like, if you're not already um, at your keyboards, <laughs> Googling like mad to say, to watch these shows.
0: Um, so. so you, my friend, are not missing out at all.
1: <laughs> so back to the original idea of the space race. You have these... All those concepts, the Galaxy Goof Ups, the Buford files, and the Galloping Ghost thrown together in this wacky races. They've done it before. They had the wacky races, so now they have the space race, because now we're in space. And what the the one cool thing about the the series, one cool thing, and I use the term cool very, very (laughs) loosely. Um, they have, um, Captain Good and his cat, um, who are in secret, the Phantom Fink and his dog, the villain. So you have Captain Good, who's actually the villain and nobody knows except it's so obvious.
0: Is the dog disguised in a cat's skin, or is the cat put on a dog costume? That's my question from this.
1: Well, what happens is they they press a button, and it changes them back and forth. So I like to think it's a holographic thing that happens.
0: Or maybe the cat and dog. This might be cartoon's first transgender narrative. I'm getting the look. (laughs) (laughs) It could be... I don't know,
1: (laughs) I don't know what it is. I just know that there's an evil dog. And a good cat. And a good cat. And they're one and the same. They're one and the same. And then there's Captain Good and the Phantom Fink with PHs, I believe.
0: Phantom Fink. You know, hearing you describe this, I, I think I've realized what makes a crazy idea bad and a crazy idea good. And I think it is originality. Yogi Space Race, as an example of a bad crazy idea, has literally all been done before in different forms. And you're just like, well, we like this. Let's put Yogi in that instead. Well, we like this. Let's do this instead. You know what? Star Wars is in space. We should do that with cartoon characters. But they're all from Earth. But I think what it also
1: leaves behind is what makes these characters the characters. The only thing that you're doing is throwing them into this race. There's nothing interesting about them as character. One... Yogi, in Yogi's space race, is not the Yogi from Jellystone National Park. He's just some guy who is smarter than the average racer, he says. Mm. Uh, so it's, it's not even, you just have him in there. It's not Yogi trying to do something. It's
0: them racing. And that's it. There's no all Yogi cares about it. is food. That's all that he wants. Is the prize for the race at least food?
1: Um, it's a... the, the prize this time was a trip to Mars.
0: Um, okay, first dramaturgical problem. If you're having a space race, it implies you have spaceships that are powerful enough and light enough to make journeys of long space trips. So why is the prize for winning a space race with your powerful spaceship a trip to Mars? Just go to Mars! Well, here's the thing. Um, it's like Venice, because there's
1: water. On Mars? Yeah. And monsters, too. You have to be careful of the monsters. I don't think I'm going to ruin anything by saying also that there's the the understanding of gravity in space, (laughs) i.e. the lack of gravity in space, is kind of
0: glossed over um, through this episode. To be fair, I think they do that in modern blockbuster movies about space still.
1: No, but characters like go, uh oh, and fall. Like they fall. <laughs> One, none of them are wearing space <laughs> suits, they're all in open air things. I'm um, Jabberjaw. Which is, I don't know, do you know who Jabberjaw is? He's a shark. Yeah, he's a shark. He's in a water suit, I assume. No, Jabberjaw is just out and about. No! Jabberjaw is a shark who speaks like Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. Okay, so he's driving, and he's teamed up with Buford the dog, who's running on a treadmill, and him running on the treadmill is what powers their spaceship.
0: That's a missed opportunity, because sharks can't stop swimming. It should be the exact opposite so, that's that's I'm so what's angry right now.
1: <laughs> They're the pairings that they have are just off the wall. Like uh, Huckleberry Hound is is teamed up with Quack Up, and it's. <sighs> I would love a show with Huckleberry Hound and um, Snagglepuss
0: mm. mm-hmm.
1: living together, mm. because. I think they would.
0: (laughs) I think they would. Not that there's anything wrong with that.
1: No, there's nothing wrong with that. I think there's everything right with that show. (laughs) So I think it's if they lived in space, and the two of them lived together in space, it's like this odd couple esque thing. It's just it's a crazy idea. Let's leave it out there. I think it would still be more watchable than Yogi Space Race, (laughs) infinitely. It might be light years away.
0: Yogi might be like this. This might be my least favorite concept that we've talked about yet.
1: What? It just doesn't work. It because all it is
0: is concept. It is. That's all it is. Not good concept. There's not. It's like they spun some kind of wheel to determine what should be on here. (laughs) What? (laughs) Who (laughs) Who would do do that? that? (laughs) <laughs> Which just goes to show, we're still hireable. I'm just saying, all
1: it is is concept. There's no thought to plot because what plot is there really in a race? When you all it is is who's going to win the race, and different people are ahead. Different people, they go the wrong way. The Phantom Fink is like puts a sign How up. How do you
0: go the wrong way in space?
1: Well, it's it's a path. Apparently. I don't know. There's lots of things that happen in this episode that shouldn't they get chased by bears. I remember the bears. But Yogi is a bear. Right, but it's a space bear with big fangs. And there are also other there's the No nope. uh, there's the ice monster also. Nope. The abominable ice man, um, that was on some planet. That's not a ripoff at all. But There's a lot, it's all concept, no plot, and they just, they have lots of characters without any character. So many, many flies. Like, Jeff Goldblum does not even look like
0: himself (laughs) at all. He's just all fly now. He's just all fly He's like one Jeff Goldblum-sized fly, and then (laughs) a hundred fly-sized Jeff Goldblums. (laughs) They all just flew into there and... Eh, eh. He should... eh, eh. So, That's my bad Jeff Goldblum version. That was a if really you bad Jeff ju- I was you. like, is that what that was? <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. So, I'm channeling uh, him on, on 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 uh Portlandia. Uh Yogi, uh Space Race.
1: If we uh took him out and uh and,
0: and, and, and there's uh, a there's a duck. And, and like a like a yellow they're duck. They're in space, so <laughs> uh it writes itself. <laughs> <laughs> So what makes a good idea? Steven Universe. Just that. Nothing else. <laughs> Just having Steven Universe. Well, I think, I think a good show is... Well, I had to think about this, because I pitched Steven Universe because... Well, actually, you pitched you Steven pitched, Universe. You or pitched? Or you picked? Well, you picked Steven Universe based on what I've been telling you about it. Correct, yes. <laughs> this was a team effort. <laughs> um... Because we've talked about Steven Universe on the show before now, and I think it is a representative of why modern cartoons have it going for them right now. And it's a very high concept show of, um, if you recall from last episode, me trying to describe the plot of Wolf's Reign. Um <laughs> This is similar in how you describe it. There are these three gem beings from outer space who have gone against their species and defended Earth against that. And they live on this statue in town, saving the Earth from giant monsters. But no one in town knows what they do, so not really superheroes. And a long time ago, one of them fell in love with a human, and they had a baby together somehow. And now that baby is half human, half rock. Half gem. Gems are rocks. I know, but <laughs> they, it's, a, it's derogatory,
1: I feel to call it Gemma Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca Sugar,
0: you can use that joke in your show. <laughs> that's, a, that's slightly offensive. Steven! We, we prefer Gem. <laughs> Only we can use that word.
1: <laughs> oh, no, I said I wouldn't snort, and I snorted. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so we picked two episodes. Well, I picked two episodes You of this. did pick Having two episodes. Having recently binged a lot of this, um, Season 1, episode 4, Together Breakfast, and season 2, episode 9, We Need to Talk. And I realize those low episode numbers in each season doesn't do justice, because there's 52 episodes in season 1. So oh my gosh. Okay, there's a lot I of I was time here. between them.
1: I thought I was ignoring that. Uh, <laughs> or I thought I was imagining that when I was scrolling
0: through, but that is all season 1. <laughs> yeah, at, is... this, at this point we are 76 episodes in. Wow. Yeah. There are twelve minute episodes of right. so this. Which short. is we should say they are twelve minute episodes. And one episodes. minute of which is we are
1: the crystal gems. It's
0: a theme song. Which right? is catchy. Uh,
1: it, and I hadn't had that in my head for an hour and now it's back. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, it's back. Oh, it's back. I'm Garnet. <laughs> you are You are Garnet.
0: Thank you. In many ways. <laughs> There's a couple <laughs> layers to that. <laughs> um And I I picked these two. They've stood out for me thinking about the show in the past and what it is and what works. And Together Breakfast is an entirely character-driven episode where we learn about the world of the gems. And then We Need to Talk is a plot-driven episode where we learn about the depth of character to these people. And that's exactly how this show works. It's either a... Episode that starts with something about their characters, but you learn about what's going on in this grand universe No pun intended um, Or it's all plot like oh my god. Here's the thing. We've been talking about for six episodes It's happening and then there's something emotional that happens in that Defining who someone is and learning about who they are as a a person or gem or both
1: So character and world mm-hmm so how you might say how Steven may operate in the universe? Well done. Thank you. It's almost as good as Scooby Doo Universe. <laughs> but here's the thing when we talked about the things that lack in um, Yogi Space Race
0: character and plot, <laughs> that's, what, that's this. what this is. What this is. So there. <sighs> you have all unfamiliar things, and it's a concept that. Like, it looks pretty, and I'd originally seen a few episodes, but, like, when you just watch a one or two and you don't know what's going on, it's like, it's like candy. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. good about this, but I don't know why. (laughs) I felt very, well, it's Rebecca Sugar. Womp womp. By the way, the first female-helmed cartoon show on Cartoon Network. Yes. Good job, Rebecca. And she wrote, um, songs for Adventure Time. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. So it's a uh, what what I find great about the idea is that it is grounded so much in these super well-defined characters um, and you get behind it because you get caught into Stephen who is our introduction and our link to the world and the fact that he's just so joyous as a character and just has tons of joy and curiosity and heart and is just so simple and honest it just draws you in and it's it's the perfect
0: in like many stories begin with in intruder entering the world of someone else and the pot begins when the intruder gets there and this show steven is Neither human nor gems, so it's both about him discovering the world of gems. But he's also never been to school or had a normal life, so it's him discovering the world of humans too. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the guys that he has, his dad,
1: Greg, oh, Greg Universe, universe. and <laughs> his um,
0: teenage heartthrob Greg Universe,
1: <laughs> and his um, his his fellow gems,
0: um, and Connie. And Connie. And Lion. we you don't see Lion in these episodes.
1: I met somebody named Onion oh, in an no. episode. I don't know what the heck that like was. <laughs> they go into it. Okay. Yeah. What what's what I like about it is they, they leave a lot of things... They leave a lot of mystery. They don't answer a lot of questions. Um, but they know when something needs to be answered. Mm-hmm. Um, in one episode they call it something, oh, it's that thingy. They don't have to give it this mystical name. It's like, oh, this is probably that thingy that this person was talking about. <laughs> All right, so I have it. So, but they don't, they don't have to go into it, and you don't have to have huge, massive plots, but it's, it's really strong. So what's Together Breakfast
0: about? The, the, the I smoke. had to rewatch this. It's brilliant. The stakes... What is at stake in Together Breakfast? Is Steven is waiting for his friends to get home and he just keeps making this more and more elaborate breakfast. Waffles. Waffles and chocolate syrup and whipped cream and popcorn and a perfectly placed strawberry on top. And the stake is he doesn't want Together Breakfast to turn into Together Brunch. That's the entire plot of the episode. We to make
1: sure that this happens for all of them together. We have to eat breakfast together.
0: Together, it's character driven. He wants to eat with his family and friends. Mm-hmm. And the actual plot of the episode, together breakfast, he doesn't want to turn into get into together brunch, and so by trying to prevent that from happening, it turns into together breakfast monster, which they must fight and defeat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it's just so ridiculous. But what I, what I have been noticing is there is that where the simple thing takes on the bigger life and they have to destroy it <laughs> or they have to solve it because it becomes... It goes from um, what Frank Underwood from House of Cards would call whimsy <laughs> to, to something horrible. So whimsy, like having cat fingers... Oh, I love... I almost picked cat fingers. Turning, turning your fingers into cats and then having that just erupt all over your body. And,
0: into one might call.
1: Cat-sir? <laughs> I don't think anyone would call it that. Cat-sir-slumps. cat sir Um But and it's just this... The the tiny little bit of magic goes horrifically wrong in some way. Um, but it's it's just... The simplicity of it. It it just mm. I just like how simple it is. And I think a lot of it is structured because of the time. Mm-hmm. So essentially 10 minutes worth of storytelling. It knows its scope. You have to have a smaller, focused
0: scope. And this could definitely be a half-hour show. It could, but I think there would be a lot of filler. I think it once it once it gets more into it, I feel like Cartoon Network may make it a half hour show. As you need to, when you have more world, and they have you need a lot of world
1: it. though. Their world is big. Whew, you but, just wait for it. <laughs> but, but I feel like a lot of what they they're if they added more to each episode, we would just be adding world. I think the stories that they tell just give us enough about the world to show you how whimsical. I have to stop doing that. Um, the world actually is, um, and how how large it is. But I don't think they have to give any more. They give lots of
0: hints, and I haven't seen nearly as many as you have. Oh, there's so many hints. I already knew a couple spoilers about the series going into it, so I I could notice some of the hints. But there's some good ones, some good ones, and we've talked about some of them in a previous episode. So sorry, spoiled. Uh but it's been so long that you'll probably forget when you watch it again. Yeah. With the world in season 2 episode 9 we need to talk. Did you watch this one? Yes, I did. What did you think?
1: I don't know. I, <laughs> I I felt like I missed a lot. A lot wise is between them, yeah. But um as you said like 50 some episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've, I've watched like 8 episodes of season 1 and then <laughs> jumped quantum leaped my way um swiss cheese brain and all to mm-hmm. season two um and i was not ready for season two because it, it felt like i had to look to see if it was the same actor because Steven's voice was different i mean that
0: happens in animated shows
1: i know it does but it was really different his voice was real like i had to go back and Let's like, fast forward to the credits and see. Is this the same person who did the voice? Because Steven's voice was completely different.
0: Animation is definitely smoother. I think the budget went up for season two.
1: Yeah, it feels good. Um, I think they changed the theme a little
0: bit. Uh, uh, I forget if they had by two. that point or not. No. The theme song I, does change at some like point. Like season three or something. There's no season three yet.
1: Well, season. It's something. like season
0: two, episode 12, is when the
1: theme song changes or something. I know they announced it at some convention, because I was so into the theme song,
0: I had to find recordings of it. <laughs> so. And I do love the song from this episode a lot. What can I do for you? And this is a plot-driven episode. Very plot-driven episode. Very plot-driven. It's Stephen's dad, witnesses Stephen doing something magical that he's concerned about. And because so, he is still a human and still worried about his son. So they have a, a the the talk about the rocks and the flesh. <laughs> and um they flash back can't use that word <laughs> or flesh uh, <laughs> that's my word <laughs> um they flash back to young greg as i said teenage heartthrob big hair young greg adventures all the young greg episodes i love and i think that this episode ends with Maybe the most convincing moment of falling into honest love that I've seen in anything in a long time of how Steven's dad and Steven's mom like really honestly committed to each other hmm.
1: I did enjoy it I, I that that moment of them the complicatedness what they were feeling it just it did feel they were both scared of it, they were mm-hmm. both excited about it, They didn't know what was happening. She didn't understand. He didn't understand. And they were just totally weirded out by these these
0: feelings. And they like it's a very adult concept in a kids show too, because they they're they're trying to Greg and Rose Quartz, Steven's mom. Greg is trying to find a way as a human to fuse with her, which only gems can do. And he's encouraged to by another character, Garnet, saying, "I think you can do it." And they have this talk about how we can't fuse and how they're concerned and frightened. And the garden in the background says, it did work. It's like this very adult concept about relationships. And The, the fusion that
1: happened there. He was thinking more the, 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 physical, the physical fusion. Actually, the two of them becoming one giant... Giant Woman.
0: Giant Woman. As they do in one episode. You'll see. Okay. There's a song about it. Well, I've heard the song. (laughs) I've heard the song. Well, I know the song. I know the hit song, Giant Woman, by Rebecca Sugar. (laughs) I just want to be the guy who gets to see a giant giant woman. woman.
1: So, (laughs) I've heard the song. (laughs) I've been confused. Like, I wonder what happens in that episode. I, I think it because it is so strong on emotion and the plot is driven completely by the characters and the characters being honest to themselves and being just joyful people that you want to spend time with, it makes that concept as, as far outlandish as it is. Um, my wife came in in the middle of one episode and was like, What are you watching? <laughs> and when I showed her an episode, she's like, Oh, like coming in at the middle of the episode, she was lost.
0: But mm-hmm.
1: watching one from the beginning, she was able to go through and just,
0: just enjoy it. That's the beauty of Steven Universe. Not- you have to watch from the beginning. It's like the Breaking Bad of cartoons.
1: <laughs>
0: but in the exact opposite way. Of every way, possible. Well, plot and character. You're true to the character. <laughs> You're really stretching. I'm not. I'm not stretching. D taffy. D taffy. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> Thank
1: you, um, Chris O'Dowd.
0: <laughs> our our recurring guest, Chris O'Dowd. <laughs> oh, no. He's like Andy Richter. He just sits with his third mic over there. Now we're way off topic. Uh, <laughs> What's our homework for next time, Chris? Homework time. Next time, what are we talking about? I can't remember. (laughs) We're talking about shows that we loved as kids that don't hold up. Or do they? Or do they? (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. Let's find out.
1: (laughs) So for next time, I invite you to watch the first episode of Muppet
0: Babies. And I invite you to watch the first episode of something you've never heard of before, Captain Bucky O'Hare. And Baskinitz, whatever it is, because we have not re-watched these yet. I've not re-watched
1: Muppet Babies
0: in at least 25 years. And I'm excited to re-watch both of these episodes and also afraid of what I'm going to think of them.
1: <laughs> Does it hold up? <sighs>
0: Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> As always, see, we did it. No reminder. As always, thank you to our engineer, Nigel Cotino, and Jacob Reed for the music. Catch us on the web at WGANimated
1: on Twitter, writersgetanimated.tumblr.com, facebook.com slash WGANimated. We look forward to hearing from you. If you enjoy the show, leave us a review on iTunes. We always love that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love them. No, nom, 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 nom. I'm eating them. I don't know what that was. I'm hungry. I know there's a lot of problems with that. Good night, everybody.